Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and isn't it a great day? And it's about to get better because we're going to talk about about two great subjects, running and Jesus. Awesome, right? Well, joining me this week is a guy who was in Mitchell's first original Run for God class and a guy that we know very, very well and has been really vital to the success of Run for God. And this is the other half of Gay Coker. This is Shannon Coker. Welcome, Shannon. I'm just great to be here. That's awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, we're going to let Mitchell take the day off, um, you know, for lots of reasons. But, uh, but <laughs> I'm filling in some big shoes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all good. You'll do you'll do a great job. Um, last week we had episode 100, which you haven't heard yet. Nope. It's uh, with HR Poe. Oh man, and uh, it was fantastic. Oh, HR is. Good. He just blessings come out of his mouth, just even speaking speaking words. I tell you, yes, he does. And then, of course, now we've got uh, Shannon here. So this is kind of back to the run for God roots, which makes it kind of fun. Um, and you have kind of had a front row seat for run for God. I mean, from the very beginning, right? Yes, I, yes, it, I, I've been been a part of run for God since his birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in uh, Mitchell's first class, two thousand and ten, right? Not. January of two thousand and ten. It was it was it in Mitchell's first class. He put he put up a flyer, and uh, me and Gay thought we were going to a Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, many many miles yeah. and races later. All right, first let's talk about our sponsor for the day. Um, our sponsor this week is Trinity Disposal. It is the go-to disposal company for Whitfield County and surrounding counties. Trinity offers weekly residential trash collection and commercial front-end load dumpsters. Trinity is very detail-oriented and has an excellent customer service reputation. So, if you are interested in the top-of-the-line disposal service, Trinity Disposal is the route for you. And it's no coincidence that this company is called Trinity Disposal. They're a great company. We yeah. use them at our house, and they're up there prompt and have prompt service. They're good folks. Good folks. All right, how about a Facebook post from this week? It comes from Stephanie Pinchock Marino, and uh, this is what it says. When Moses led God's people from Egypt, God did not give the Israelites their land immediately. He took care of their enemies little by little to give them a chance to grow strong enough to take care of the land. We have to grow into and be ready for whatever God has for us, including running a marathon. Little by little, each lesson, each workout, each stretch, each mile, each step. Many will take this journey in a year. Many will not. But little by little, God is preparing you so that when the time comes, you will be ready. So go get it every day a little more. You will be strong enough. 
quote, but I won't do all this in the first year because the land would become poor and wild animals would be everywhere. Instead, I will force you out, force out your enemies little by little and give your little, your nation time to grow strong enough to take over the land. That comes from Exodus 23, 29 and 30. Yeah, I think this is kind of lost on us today. This whole idea of the whole idea of delayed gratification that we work hard for something today that we're going to get later is in this generation because every we, we put a we put food in the microwave exactly. we got it in seconds you know everything comes to us so we, we order from amazon prime so we can get and we're mad if it's not there in two days right we everything is so instant now and when, you remember when we were young nothing was that that quick no, waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> yeah. you are you ordered something from from you know in a catalog you know, a lot of times you you might have sent in a sheet of paper had to be mailed and it, and it would take two days to get there at least, and then they would they'd take them six to eight weeks to fill the order. <laughs> and then <laughs> and get you it had back. to drive down and pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, then it you just had to drive down and pick it up. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a whole whole different ball game now. So we don't really like this whole de- idea of delayed gratification, which is something that that's what running is. It's I'm working hard today, and I'm not going to feel. I'm not going to change my life from one day to the next. Oh, Lord, no. No, no, it's no. workout after workout after workout that makes a difference. And uh, hey, the funny part is, you ever listen to those commercials where they'll say, uh, you can get in great shape five minutes a week, you know, or some, some crazy uh, thing like that. And it's like, no, don't listen. To, all of that is misleading. There's no workout system out there that you're going to be able to work five minutes a week and get into shape. But there's all sorts of people telling us that that's possible. And, and it's just not. Um, and so the way she talks about it in here, it's like one workout doesn't make a big difference. Right. One, one workout is not, you know, it's just adding a little bit, but it's the accumulation Four weeks of all of those workouts strung together make a huge difference, yes, right? Very much so. Uh, and of course, on the couch to marathon journey, it just it just takes time. It takes a lot of time. Yep. And you you learned that, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> so if you're out there and wondering, learn to savor all those difficult steps because they're all worth it. And you need to understand that as you struggle through that, and as it gets hard, that there's really there's beauty in that struggle. But you have to want to see that in it, right? Because it's you know, it's like that person who has that dog who's not not real attractive, but they see that dog and they really believe that dog is is beautiful. And you're like, yeah, it's a beautiful dog, right? You gotta want it. <laughs> you got, yeah, it's the same thing with with these workouts. It's it's uh, it may not look pretty to somebody from the outside, but from your perspective, it's beautiful because oh, it's, it's getting you in better shape. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right, we had a trivia question last week, uh, and this is what our trivia question was. It was a question about a winter Olympic sport. Cross-country skiing is closely related to running. There are two styles of cross-country skiing. What is the event called in which you ski half the race using one type and the second half using the second type of skiing? Did you know the answer to this one? No, I didn't, but I did find out that... um during the cross-country skiing that the gold medalist winner forgot what country it was he waited till the last skier came across the finish line to get on the podium to accept his medal 
And that's what we do at Run for God. We wait for the last finisher to come across the line before we start anything. And I almost thought it's isn't it as big as the Olympic well, is. He waited and waited for these hundreds and hundreds of runners to come across before he wouldn't even get up and accept his gold medal. I just thought that was just that is awesome. awesome stuff. That is awesome. I'm gonna have to look that one up because I didn't yeah, see that happen. I, so I I found it on the on the media search of and through the Olympics and I've been watching Olympics off and on and. You know, we we almost got third uh, uh, bronze in in biathlon, but we missed it by three shots. The guy missed it by three shots, uh, and uh, you know, so he 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 fell back to seventh by that time. So yeah. it was, it's crazy, you know, it's laying fun. on your belly and shooting is crazy. Fun to watch for sure. Well, cross country skiing has been featured at every edition of the Winter Olympics. So ever since the Winter Olympics started, and I think I want to say I want to say it was 1928. I can't remember for sure. Um, there there has been cross country skiing in the Olympics, um, and of course this year in Beijing, the number of of events are there's a sprint, there's a team sprint. There's the classic, the relay, the mass start, um, and then the answer to this week's trivia question, which is ski athlon is what it's called. So found this article by a guy named Arish Ansari, and uh, he explains a lot of this stuff. So thought we might go through this, the different types of cross-country skiing, because cross-country skiing really is related a lot to running. And what you find out is that a lot of, if you know what VO2 max is, and that's a measure of our ability to process right. oxygen, mm-hmm. um, some of the highest VO2 maxes in the world are from cross-country skiers, um, not necessarily they, runners. They consume a lot of ga- calories, too. Yes, they do. Uh, <coughs> cross-country skiing, again, 1924. Sorry, I missed it by one Olympics. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, this and cross country skiing. It's a great endurance event. Um, uh, again, it's it's uh, it started in 1924 with two events. They had the 18k and then the 15k, and only men competed in cross country skiing in the uh-huh. original Olympics. Um, it has now grown to 12 events, and of course, six of those are men and six are women. Um, the women's events weren't added to the Olympics until 1952. Like- um, which we find that a lot in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We, we we feel like it's been, you know, it was a long, long, long time ago. It's, it's not been that long ago that, you know, for example, women didn't run the marathon in the Olympics until 1984. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, okay. So here's some of the styles and starts. So there's two distinct styles techniques of skiing at the winter olympics one is called classical one is called freestyle and the classical technique is kind of like moving your skis forward you know where you just um it's it's a little different than running it's but then uh uh, the uh, freestyle technique is where you kind of move side to side you look more like a speed skater when you're doing freestyle as opposed to moving those skis just forward instead of side to side. Uh, And the the freestyle technique is a little bit faster and and makes them go a little bit faster with that side to side (laughs) motion. Um, Also, the skis in freestyle are shorter than uh, than the classical. So uh, that's an interesting uh, thought. I didn't realize that. They, They use ski poles in both of them. Um, there's also a couple of different types of starts in, in cross-country skiing. There's a, a mass start and there's an interval start. Most races are held with the interval start. Um, and then what that means is that each athlete just starts. They'll start them, let's say, 10 seconds apart or how, however far apart they start each, each uh, skier. Um, that's the way most of the events are. 
So again, let's talk about skiathlon because skiathlon, again, can combines both techniques. Skiers begin the race. They use that classical technique to start the race, and then they switch to freestyle at the halfway mark. So if you're, if the reason why they call it skiathlon, I'm assuming, is if you know anything about triathlon, you've seen that transition area. Well, they have their transition area. It looks a lot like a bicycle transition area, and uh, they go in and they, they switch those skis and they keep going. The men's race is 30 kilometers long, uh, meaning the athletes will use the classical in the first 15K and then the freestyle for the last 15K. The women are the same way, except their race, the overall distance is 15K, so their each leg is half what the men's is. Um, and again, they, they change skis halfway through. Uh, some of the other events they have, <clears throat> the sprint free sprint free requires competitors to finish the race using the freestyle technique it's the shortest cross-country event at the winter games it's only 1.4 kilometers long for men and 1.2 kilometers for women so for ski by ski terms cross-country ski terms these are these are really really short events um so it's a lot like the 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 sprint events in the summer olympics if you've ever watched the hundred meters you know they go through round after round until they they get down to their last however many and then they i think it's it's eight in the in the summer olympics and then those eight sprint for the the win and uh, they do it very very similar so the top 30 athletes uh, advance to the quarterfinal and then they're divided into five groups of six and then they keep narrowing down until uh, the final race features six athletes so um, that's very very similar Then there's the Team Sprint Classic. Uh, two athletes from one country join forces in the team event, which what they do here is it's a six-lap race, and so they'll have a, a, a male and a fi- – no, 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 excuse me. Uh, they have a men's team and a women's team. And then they <coughs> Excuse me. You, they'll take that um, – uh, that, what, what they'll do is they'll alternate laps. So out of those six laps, uh, you'll have – uh, the 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 first skier ski in the first lap, then the second skier ski the second lap. So, and then they alternate until they finish those six laps. And so, um, in in the case of the men's race, it is eight point four kilometers, and then it's seven point five kilometers for women. So that's the team sprint. Um, and again, it begins with two semifinals, and then there's ten teams that move ahead into the final. And then the classic is uh, that's the individual race. It's where competitors use the classic stroke to complete the course. It's 15K for men and 10K for women. Uh, and again, it's one of those interval starts where they start every 30 seconds apart. And then the, the, the person who has the fastest time um, wins. So it's just one race, no qualifying, nothing like that. And the relay event, you have four members. Um, and it's basically it's a relay like the traditional relay you'd see on the track. Um, and then for women, the relay is four times five kilometer legs and the men's is four times 10 kilometer legs. Um, so that's the and then the, then the, the last event of ski is cross country skiing in the Olympics is the mass start. The mass start is like a marathon at the Summer Olympics where everybody starts together. Uh, it's 50 kilometers for men and it's 30 kilometers for women. Now, just imagine 50 kilometers is longer then a running marathon, oh it's goodness. 31 miles, uh, and 30 kilometers is about eight, a little over 18 and a half miles for women. Um, and that race is usually held on a loop that, that you repeat over and over again so that, uh, uh, you know, it's, it'd be hard to set out a course that long um, and, and have it just be one course. Um, 
depending on where you're at, I guess. So this is interesting. In the Pyeongchang um, Olympics back in 2018, they used the classical technique. But in Beijing this year, they used the freestyle technique. So that, that sounds weird to me that they changed from one to the other. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that is, but that's what uh, that's what the deal was. So most of competitors there's it's not a flat course it's a lot of hills and ups and downs it's not really a a flat course yeah i like to talk to runners about cross-country skiing because they watch them go downhill and they're like man i wish i could could relax like that in a running race but they don't realize how hard some of that that uphill is a lot harder than it is running yeah yeah that is tough for sure all right so you love you like the olympics i like the olympics some of it I watched some of it. I didn't watch. You know, I watched. What's, what's your favorite Olymp- winter Olympic sport? I, I I do like the curling. I've watched it more than anything. I really do like to watch them slide across the ice, and especially the the different competitors the way they do. And now, you know, I think they're into the the team part of it now. But it's been really exciting to watch. And the guys on the biathlon are really neat to watch. They come down there, and lay straight down, and if the gun jams, they get in a bind, or they misfire they have to grab an extra bullet and stick it in there it's really 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 it's fun to watch it is yeah yeah you know what i've always thought it's interesting about these things is as runners we know there's probably a rate there's a race going on somewhere every weekend every weekend there's people that are get gather for a race you know people who don't follow running don't even realize that happens Unless they happen to get up early on a Saturday morning and drive through an area where there's a race, they don't even know what's happening. All of these sports that are going on in the Olympics that we never see, we only see it once every four years in the Olympics, they're all going on all the time. We just don't see them. That's right. I think that's interesting. I, I think it is. It's just, it's just it's crazy to see everything, to see all these grouped together, you know, yeah. competitors. That's fun. All right, so – uh, don't forget that if you're out there and you've been part of Run Club or you you just you just like listening to this podcast, um, we have a new 5K challenge starting on April the 3rd. Now, if you've never run before and for some reason you're listening to this, that's a great time to start running. If you have been running, which I would assume is the majority of the folks listening to this, then we want you to think about teaching a class at that time. Now, teaching a class can take a lot of different forms. Uh, I'll tell you what I did. In, in my case, when I taught the class, I decided I made up a flyer and I went around my neighborhood. My neighborhood has about 30 houses in it. It's a relatively small neighborhood. But I went around to all those houses and I just knocked on people's doors and I invited them. And, uh, and I went to the school and I invited some of the teachers at the school. And uh, we had a really nice group that, uh, that did it that way. Uh, and there's so many other ways to do it. Um, but you, you got to get out there. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about people and bringing people into a class. Most people want to be talked into it. Yep. You know, they, a lot of people don't want to. They don't want to. You can't just put a poster up and people are going to come. Now, some people will. There are certainly those folks who do that. Um, but you got to encourage people. And if you have to dare them, then do it. <laughs> then do it. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I'll tell you what, as we always say, uh, whether you're taking the class or teaching the class, it'll change your life. Right? Co- coaching is the best part of it yeah you've been you've been through both yes that's right yep, yep sure I have. and don't forget about the 5k in dalton that's coming up uh in april so if you're part of run club 
Um, you get to run that race for free. Now, we'll be sending out a code for that about a month or so beforehand. So um, so hang on if you are part of Run Club. If you're not part of Run Club, maybe this is a good reason to become part of Run Club, to, to run a free race. It's here in Dalton, um, and, and we have a gathering before the race. Then we have the race itself, and then the next day we go to church. And it's just we have a great, great time. And um, it's an awesome man, weekend. it's an awesome weekend. Yeah, you'll want to you'll want to get you'll want to be a part of that yeah. for sure. So, again, if you're a Run Club member, the race the cost is free ninety free. Beat that <laughs> can't beat it at all. If your teen is into rock and metal music that makes your ears bleed and your grandmother clutch her pearls, we can help. If your spouse yearns for music from the old days and wants to relive the music of their glory years, we can handle that. If you need a break from the day to spend time with God and recognize His goodness, we'd love to be a part of that. Whether it's rock and metal, classic songs from decades past, or heartfelt worship music, J Radio has you covered. Sign up for an account at jradio.com and download the app in your app store to start listening for free today. We're back, and so you just heard a, a commercial for J Radio. Have you checked out J Radio yet? There are some great playlists on J Radio, and you might want to check those out. All the songs on there are guaranteed to be good, family-oriented, God-fearing songs, and so uh, check out J Radio. And don't forget that if you have questions, if I, there's something I can help you with, uh, you can email me at dean at runforgod.com. Um, certainly tune in on Thursday nights. We have a live session every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, on Facebook Live on the Run Club Facebook page. Um, and we talk about whatever. And, and some weeks we're going to talk about some really in-depth running issue and other some weeks it's just a Bible study. Exactly. And so you never know what we're going to do on Thursday nights. Sometimes we preview or, or preview or review a race mm-hmm. or something like that. So um, check out Thursday nights. and uh, it's, a, it's a fun day. It's a fun evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, I can't stress this enough. We need your stories, right? We, exactly. we're, we're, uh, we're, getting, we're starting to get low on stories. We need some more folks to write their story and send it in. Now, there's somebody out there I'm talking to right now who hasn't sent their story in, but you've thought about it. You've thought about it multiple times, and you've thought, I, I, need, I need to do that, and you haven't done it yet. Well, do it. Go ahead and do it. Get it done. Now's a great time. Um, and it takes a few minutes. That's right. So write your story, and we'll uh, – and listen, maybe – you're one of those who lives fairly close by, or you have the means to get to Dalton, Georgia, and you want to do this live like Shannon is right now. <laughs> and if you're that person, we would love to have you. Uh, it's so much fun to do this. And so uh, if, if you're that person, then maybe you want to do it live. Let us know if you want to do that, and we'll we'll try to fit that in as well. So, all right. So tell me, Shannon, how many Run for God shirts do you even have? Well, when I saw this question, I said, I got to go to my closet. <laughs> did you check? I did check. <laughs> and I got to 100. Oh, my gosh. I got to 100, and I said, I'll better stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a lot of shirts. It is. I didn't, that's not counting hoodies. <laughs> that's <laughs> And hats. And hats. Now, I'm a hat guy. I love yeah. hats. I'm a, yep, I yep. love visors, too. My visor kind of got to. Yeah, yeah. So, again, we talked about it. You've been here from the beginning. Um, isn't it kind of cool to have been here from the beginning and kind of seen where it's gone? 
you know, when when this was placed in Mitchell's heart, you know, and how God moved, it's just how it started with a little place in in, in Dalton, Georgia. Then it moved from there. Then it moved from there. Then it, now it's worldwide, and I mean, it's just amazing the how it's brought people together stronger in friendships and physically and especially spiritually. You, know, you just grow so much by listening to the seeing the Facebook post, and you you grow a lot by just hearing people's stories. I don't know how yeah. many times I've been out running and I pop a podcast in, and wow, that's a neat story. Yeah, it is a neat story. Yeah, it's really cool. So did you see back in 2010 when you started with Run for God, you graduated that first class. Maybe you were probably in the second class as well, I would imagine. So did you see Run for God kind of growing into what it is today? I had no idea. But I've seen God use this ministry in a mighty, mighty way. I mean, it's – and I don't know if there's – I know there's been struggles along the way, but God has always stepped in there and – and just come in there and and, and moved moved in and, and just put an idea in in your and Mitchell's life. It's just it's crazy the hell and all of a sudden boom it takes off. Yeah, it takes off. It's just crazy yeah. how it's moved so quickly. It's uh, it, it, you can tell it's God because it's, God it's when it's crazy, you know it's God. It's right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome to to see. You know, David Hendricks may have been the only one who who knew from the beginning. You remember when David Hendricks his his comment from the very beginning was, "This thing's going to be huge." You know, and we, <laughs> <laughs> he 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 had it. He knew. He knew. Exactly. And of course, now you know that the Couch to Marathon works as well right because you it, went through that whole thing i went from the january to january 2021 and it it works you know it works and you did about every workout right i sure did yeah i did every workout and did every run did every so you didn't miss a single workout did you miss any i might have because yeah. work struggles sure you know, i I work in a plant. Uh, some days I'll just wore slap dab out, and it was hard to. Yeah, I might have walked some, but there are days that I didn't miss. Yeah. 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 So, so everybody that's listening to this, you know, it, it's okay. Oh, it's, it's okay. Okay. But you saw the finish line. I saw it. You saw the finish line because you finished almost all the workouts. That's right. Right. Sure did. Yep, exactly. So, so how long have you and Gabe been together? Me and Gabe have been married thirty six years. Wow. Thirty six wow. years. And- if you're listening to this and you're wondering who Gay is, because I'm sure there's a few out there that don't know who Gay is, but Gay is, she's basically customer service for Run exactly. for God. And um, Gay has, she, she prays every day for everybody in Run Club. She's she's a very, very faithful lady and has worked with us for years. And, uh, and it's just her heart to want to help people is just tremendous. And you, you and her, y'all are a good fit together because you're both like that. Married well, married up. (laughs) Um, And so you crossed that finish line at Disney. I did, I did, and it's, it's, it's just. I want to start crying again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what your story's about, right? Yeah, at Disney, it's kind of that 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 journey. So uh, I'm going to back off now, and I'm going to let you. Uh, share your story. Shannon's story is entitled God Will Meet You Every Mile. I joined up with Run for God when the first flyer came up in in our church 12 years ago. Yep, I was in Mitchell's first class. I had no idea what lay ahead in my journey becoming more spiritually and physically fit. 
and the challenge that grew my faith. But let's run forward. I am blessed to serve as a coach alongside the team, team Run for God. I have run 5Ks, 10Ks, and half marathons. I've served as a volunteer in more races than I can even count. I've grown spiritually and physically on the way. My wife, Gay, have grown much closer, stronger, and serving in the Run for God ministry. Now, let's run forward to 2021, the Couch Marathon Challenge. Did I say marathon? I'm 60 years old. I think about it every time the words 26.2, can I do this? Well, the challenge was accepted, and Mitchell dared us to do it. <laughs> Run for God had put together a plan of 5K, tw- 5K in 12 weeks, 10K in 12 weeks, half marathon in 12 weeks, and to top it all off, a marathon in 12 weeks. 12 weeks. God, can I do this? I asked. Well, I accepted the challenge with support of a gay and encouragement from the Run for God Facebook group and strong running friendships I trained. It was cold. It was hot. It was time-consuming. And it was hard. There were time conflicts and running struggles. I learned a lot and grew my faith. The days when I was tired from work, from being on the production line, the days when it was hot outside and rainy, Gay was there to tell me, yes, you can. You made the commitment and the challenge to myself and God. I prayed and listened to a lot of uplifting music and podcasts along the way. Chris McClary wrote a song, Speak to the Mountains. I cannot count how many times I heard this song along my runs. My God is strong, and the victory is already won. The line says, let's run along to Sunday, Disney Marathon, 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Florida. Saddle Up is one of John Wayne's biggest quotes in my, one of my favorite movies. It was a balmy 70, 70 degrees at 5 a.m. The training was done. The hay is in the barn. I, ha- I had the best night's rest I'd ever had before a race. Was I nervous? You bet I was. And worried, too. There were thousands of runners just like me doing their, their first marathon. The fireworks went off, and we started. I was confident in my pace, running well. As the sun came up, I was beginning to heat up. I trained in the heat, but between mile 18 and 20, my legs said no more. My mind said, move on. My legs were cramping due to the loss of sodium electrolytes. That's when I I started talking to God and singing. I said, God, we got to finish strong here. My mind said yes, but I couldn't pick my feet up off the pavement. My heart sank. I wanted to run those last 26 miles. I walked, I stretched, and I prayed. I heard the music at the finish line. The victory was mine. The first person I saw was gay. We hugged and tears flowed. We walked along, and I saw Mitchell and Dean and their wives, and the tears flowed again. 
Guys and girls, young and old, this plan works. God by your side, and yes, I'll do it again. And with God's help, I'll do it even better the next time. I have no doubt. Man, thanks for sharing that uh, that story. It was a uh, it was an emotional day for sure. Um, <clears throat> Mitchell likes to dare people to do things, doesn't he? Boy, he does, <laughs> and he does it not in a small way. He yeah. does it in a big way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done it to me too. Uh, yeah, I remember looking. I remember because you and I we actually rode into the start together. Yeah, and so I knew what you were wearing. And because I, <laughs> the normal dean wouldn't have thought to look and remembered what you were wearing, but uh, but that day I remembered what you were wearing. You were in a run, red Run for God shirt, yeah. and I remember I knew I was watching the the app that told us where you were, and I remember looking at it and and I realized I've been there. You know, I've run a, I've run a number of marathons. I know how it is. I know how that last that second half it gets to you, and I knew you'd slowed down anyway. <laughs> And so the time that it projected, I knew you wouldn't be there at the time that it projected. We just kept, we waited and we waited and we waited. And I was like, man, I got to see that. I got to see that red shirt. I've got to see that red shirt. (laughs) And then I started to worry. I thought, I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't have to pick him up. I hope I didn't not let him finish. And then boom, there you were. Yeah. Come around and pick me up. And uh, it was uh, it was a great, great thing to see. So how do you how do you describe that last 10 K of a marathon? It's hard. (laughs) It is mentally grueling. And physically. And very physically grueling. I mean, it's 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 more than it it's more than I could have ever imagined, you know. When I trained and I got here in Dalton and in Chattanooga, you know, I twenty miles. You know, wow, I've never run twenty miles in my life. And then you get to Disney and you put another six point two miles on the end of that. The weather was perfect. I mean it was it was hot. You know, I I trained in the heat here in Dalton, but you know, I, I just you know, and it, it, you you get to that last ten point six six miles, and you can start hearing the music. Yeah, you, know, you can start hearing the music. You can start hearing the cheers. And at Disney, you know, when you finish up at Disney, you come through the the back of Epcot. Mm-hmm. You're coming at the back of Epcot around the last bit of the countries. And I remember seeing cast members and spectators saying, go run for God. Yeah. I knew then that God was by my side and God was getting the glory. Mm. Because, you know, Shannon, you know, yeah, victory was mine because I, I finished the finish line. But to hear those people say, go run for God. Yeah. They didn't see me. They saw the shirt. You know, it was just pretty awesome. It is very awesome. Pretty awesome. First Peter 510 says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish you. And you make the comment. That's a marathon verse right there. And, and, and it is. And, you know, I never, I never really looked at this verse as a running verse but uh but this was this is a great one it's right after the verse where our adversary is roaming around like a lion and uh we've talked about that verse a few times here on recent podcast um so the the suffering that's being described is what satan is throwing at us and so in the middle of a marathon it's really easy for satan to get a hold of that brain isn't it oh it's 
it's most definitely easy. I mean, he can he can throw he can throw cramping. He can he can throw tight knots, and he can say, "No, nah, you ain't gonna finish. You, you you ain't got it in you to go." Yeah, but you got to get past that. Mm-hmm. You got to get you got to have enough in your mind to get you past that. And you were able to you you beat him back pretty good. You 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 got to that finish line. How does it feel now to have accomplished that? It's it's just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I I really can't. I you know I I started crying a while ago, but I I mean every every time I think about it, it's it's just an unbelievable feeling. You know, I started like everybody else way back in January, and you train and you train and train, and and then, then you come across that finish line and. Wow, it's it's great. Yeah, it's great, great, and you yeah. know it's 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 an unbelievable feeling. It really it's, is. it's that delayed gratification thing I was talking about because you work so hard, yes. for so many months, <laughs> yeah. and then to have it all pay off right there in that moment, it's it's pretty overwhelming. It yeah. is. I mean, there 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 are days when like you know, man, I'm dog tired. I can't I can't go out and run this this training run. But I had the training run on our refrigerator, and I was able to draw a line through every time I did one, draw a line through every time. And <laughs> there were days when it was just bone cold and wind was blowing, and Gay said, it might be bone cold and wind blowing in Disney. So you need to go training, Disney. You need to go train in the rain. And I did, you know, and train in the heat, train during some vacations. We went on. We were campers. We loved to camp. and. Yeah, a lot of I run a lot of campground loops. <laughs> I, I, I've seen I've seen the uh, Strava results from some of those. I think so. Uh, yeah. So this verse says the suffering is worth it. So was the so the marathon suffering was definitely worth it. Yes, it uh, is. I mean, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Here's another passage, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And then you you, you make the comment that friendships build each other up. That's really a description of the Run Club group, isn't it? The Run Club group. When you're when you're a part of that Run Club group, you can post a tough run and it and bang 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 just and within minutes or within seconds. You did a good job. Keep going. I mean, everybody just lifts you up. I mean, and then you turn around and do it right back to another person, and you can just you know what they're feeling in their mind. Mm-hmm. It just lift lifts you up, and they're they're a great bunch of people. They're a great bunch. Of There's something about people struggling together, and everybody understanding each other's struggles. And I think that when you you know when you hear it from somebody who doesn't understand it it means something it's always great to hear yeah. positive words yeah, but right. when you know that other person knows what you're going through it means even more doesn't it It does it's, it's, especially now this year when you're you got a lot of people that are starting over and you can tell that maybe you know you you were there you were right there with them and you know what they're feeling yeah and then you then you see the cheers for them and, and it just they just and the and the struggles they're having is like the struggles I had. It's just they're just it's just great. You you're missing if you're not a part of that group. Yeah, for sure. What I find interesting is, especially in this day and time now. Obviously, I'm not talking about this group, but I'm talking about there's a lot of people who find it difficult to lift people up. Gosh, we spent especially we we're not going to get into politics and stuff like that. But there's so much back and forth and so much division. Um, 
in the world. And it's great to be a part of a group that is just focused on being helpful and joyful. Right. right? Exactly. Which is exactly. which is different than what we see from most of the world. And I think it's a picture of what God calls us to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, there was a, a training run that I went on. I don't know. If it was, actually, a guy had posted it. And, he, you know, and we were actually traveling on vacation going that way. And he said, would you come run this run with me? <laughs> and uh, – I ran the I ran this I ran this 10k with this gentleman and I got more of that 10k than he did by yep. listening to his story and me and him talking back and forth for 6 miles. Yeah. I mean it was unbelievable. Isn't it awesome? Sharing each other's struggles and each other's hardship. We put, half the time we weren't talking about running, we were talking about life. Yeah. It was just amazing how the, and this and this friendship has really grown. Wow. In the last few months, I that's mean, pretty awesome. It's, it's really grown. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's uh, I was just with a group of guys this past weekend, which we'll talk about more later on this podcast. But um, but it's it, you're right. Just hanging out with with people, and especially somebody. I guess this was a guy you had just met when exactly. you were running with him. Yeah, and I met these these guys. One of the guys I had met before. Two of the guys I had met before, but didn't know much about them, and got a chance to really hang out with them. And um, yeah, you get. You, Getting to hear other people's story is just something special, yeah. for sure. I wish I hope this guy's able to share his story one day, but it's it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and back to this idea of building each other up. I, I just don't under, I don't understand why more people don't want to do that um, because it it feels really good, not just to the person who's being built up, but it feels good to be that person oh, who's just, trying to help build somebody up. Yeah, just to say it, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, to, you know, even in the workplace, it's even great to even. Yeah, say it. and of course, in running, we get pl- plenty of opportunities, don't we? Exactly, plenty, <laughs> plenty. Uh, so, what do you think are some of the best ways we can build each other up? We can offer prayer for that this person or a group. We can give them, a, you know, give words of wisdom as far as what you've struggled in your in in your running, or if you're say not running and you're in the workplace you can listen to this person have an open mind and maybe give them a, a wise like a good thought for the day you know and don't you know don't let anything tear you down just keep moving forward sometimes just listening just yep. being there right and is listening. Is, yeah. is really good yeah yeah i agree all right another scripture psalm 37 5 Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will bring it to pass. And uh, you you mentioned commit to the challenge, um, and that of course that's what that's hitting the nail on the head because if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything, I don't it doesn't matter what it is. You have to decide up front that you're gonna do it. Then and when you take a bite of okay, in a year I'm gonna run a marathon. Yeah. That's a big bite. When you push that trigger push that button that goes register you're done you're in you're in and you've got to that's a commitment it really is i mean it's and commitment commitment is tough right because because if if you have commitment then now i have accountability exactly and accountability is uh can can be a tough a tough monster because i'm sure those few workouts that you missed along this journey to the marathon, I'm sure you woke up the next morning and how did you feel? 
I missed one. Yeah, you you're like, oh, and you can't get that one. You can't get it back. Can't, can't go back. Yeah, and so and you don't want to add two. Yeah, you know, and that's the accountability that you're holding yourself to. Exactly. And, and, you, uh, and you go back to that calendar. Well, I can't check that box off. Right. I didn't right. Do it, you know. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, it's the same way in your in your church life. I mean, if you're you're you know, I'm, I'm I'm a deacon in my church. I mean, that's a commitment right there to yeah. serve. I mean, mm-hmm. or if you're, you know, and your work life get up, be at, be at work every day. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a commitment there. It is. You know, we have a ton of commitments. Exactly. Kids, we got kids. We yes. were committed to, you know, when we decide to have kids, um, we we just made a lifetime commitment. Exactly. And, um, but you know what's cool is that. When we commit to these things and we follow through on them things, the treasures that we have at the end of those commitments are spectacular. The victory. I mean, you, you crossing that finish line of, of the marathon was just something special you'll never forget. Nope. Not only you, I won't forget your finish <laughs> of the marathon, um, along with other people. Um, those, were, those were some great things. I think about you know my, my kids, and I see the stuff that they do, and – uh, you know, and you're proud of them, and and you you realize that all all that time that you put into to them, totally. When you see them do something, and it's a, a great thing, and you know the reason why they did that is because you kind of helped instill that in them, and you see that it's like it, it just makes you feel good to know that that commitment that you that you made many years ago has paid off. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It is. But. If we ever go into any commitment, if you, whether it's kids or it's going to the marathon or it's going to anything else, if we ever go into it wishy-washy, it usually doesn't turn out good. It doesn't turn out like you want it to be. Because what happens? The Satan gets in your head and, yep. and starts beating on you, and, and you wind up going in the wrong direction you know, you because you're it. not strong enough. That's right. Yep. You know, you don't, you've got to have something to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I think because we talked about earlier, the instant world that we live in, I think that's why I think that's why commitment is so hard these days is because most of the things that we have these days, um, the everyday things, it's not a, a long-term commitment. Hmm. You know, it's a lot of things are just that they're, they're here and they're over so fast because everything's disposable. Yeah. Um, that's just not something that we're we're good at these days. I think. No, we're not because you know, you know, like you said before, you know, we want it today, or we want it has to be done today. You know, and yeah, you know, it's it's just not. Yeah. Quick. Here's a question: Can I do this challenge? What would you say to anybody out there who thinks they can't do it? You can do it. You know, I, I'm. Did you have doubts going in? I did. Yeah, uh, I, I did. Uh, you know, I, you know, I had to run. I have run up to thirteen miles before. I had never passed past that my threshold of thirteen miles before. But when you cross that threshold of thirteen miles, you think, "Well, I, I think I can. Mm-hmm. I think I can do this." And then you go the next, the next little increments. You get a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger, and you feel, oh, man, I think I can do this. You know, I'm 60, you know, and I've not been running that long at all. I've only been running since the beginning of Run God. You know, that's, you know, I never saw myself as a runner. I yeah. ran a little bit in high school, but that's it. I mean, yeah. really. But, you know, anybody that puts their mind 
do this. You can do this. So let me ask you this. Did you look ahead at the beginning when we were still in the 5K challenge, which was easy for you because you had you had been through that before multiple times uh, and had even taught that class before as a coach. But um, did you look ahead and go, oh, my goodness, in December, I'm going to have to do a 20 mile run. Did, Did you look at that ahead or were you just focused on the next step? I think I didn't. I I think I didn't look ahead until I got past thirteen. Okay. When I got when I had when I had ran thirteen miles, I started looking ahead. Yeah. And then I started seeing what time of the year it was going to be in Dalton, Georgia. Yeah. December. And it worried you a little. It worried me a whole lot. Yeah. You know, because you never know what what weather we're going to have in Dalton, Georgia. It can be warm and sunny, or it can be freezing cold, yeah. or it can be pouring down rain. Yep. And like my wife Gay said, it can be that way in, in Florida. That's right. So, yeah, I, I, I did hesitate a little bit, you know, when I, I, and I did look ahead, especially when they got into the well, but not too far ahead. No, that, and, it, and that's what I, I caution. I always caution folks. You know, don't don't look too far ahead because if you're if today you're struggling with a twenty minute run, then if you look if you look ahead and you see I'm going to have to do twenty miles, you know, ten months from now, eleven months from now, um, that's gonna that's gonna knock you for a loop. You're gonna look at that and go, "There's just no way I can't even run 20 yeah. minutes now." But the truth is, is that when you do it little by little and step by step, just like Stephanie said in exactly. that Facebook post, exactly. that's what it takes, right? You've got to build that endurance. You yeah. got to build your endurance, like you do spiritually. You got to build that endurance. You've got to build each week. Yeah, yeah. Tr- trust your training. That's a that's a saying for a reason, right? It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, second question: Do I need support? Well, you had great support in Gay. I did. I, I mean, liked her plain talk to you, saying, "Well, you know, it could be this way at Disney." And yeah, and and, and she was so such a she was such great support. I mean, she the days that when I had to have when I went on my long runs and I had to have a water or I had to have something to eat or something like that, she'd pull up by me and by the car and then stick it out the window. You've got to have that along the way, and you've got to have and and I had the support of my of my own my parents. Yeah, I mean, my dad would he'd be out working in the yard. He'd see me running. He'd you know he'd throw his hand up and or something like that. Yeah, I had the support of my own my own personal family, and of course the support of the Run Club bunch. I mean, it's it's just it's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah, you know, I can't help but think that this. Because the people go, well, well, it was easy for Shannon. I mean, he had Gay, who was there to, good heavens, pull up to him and bring him drinks. I don't have that. But we all have a couple of things. If you're in Run Club, you got the Run Club group, which yep. is which is awesome in yep. and of itself. It. Yeah, if you th- if you feel alone, just log in, just get on the Facebook yep. page and, and check it out. Uh, but secondly, we've all got God. God's on our side. Make exactly. no mistake, right? Yep. He's on our side. So um, <laughs> I did something recently that was uh, th- that was pretty cool, but I almost didn't. And, and I'll tell you, uh, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, but here, here's what happened is I wasn't going to do it because I, I get really, I've, I've got basically I have two jobs and I, I get really, really busy and I was really, really busy. And I was thinking, I don't have time 
to do this thing that I want to do. And so, but it was a really cool thing. And so I went to Debbie and I said, you know, what do you think? And I really expected her to say, uh, you know, you got a lot going on and it was, I was going to, it was going to force me to miss church. And I'd missed a couple of, a couple of Sundays and I usually don't miss any Sundays and I'd already missed a couple of Sundays in the last month. And, um, I really expected her to say, yeah, you probably shouldn't do it. But she said, you know, it's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. And and so she encouraged me because I wouldn't have done it. Had she said, had she said, no, I think you probably shouldn't do it, it would have been over. I would have called those I would have called up the guys I was I was meeting and tell them, sorry, sorry guys, I just can't justify it. But because I had that support, yep. and you know, you'll find that support if I had gone to the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And I had said, hey, I got this opportunity, but I'm really busy. What do you guys think? I would have gotten so much encouragement to go ahead and go through with that thing. Right. Exactly. Uh, So um, just just understand. And I guess you said it. I said it. We we both said it. If you don't feel like you've got great support out of the gate, um, this Facebook group is really all the support you need, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, you can you can just start your journey and say, hey, I'm doing this or hey, I'm going to do that. And it doesn't have to be a running journey. We see a lot of different things in the Facebook yeah. group mm-hmm. not associated with running. That's right. I mean, they're, they're a, a group of people, and y'all said it before many times, they're a group of people, they just lay it all out there. Yep. They lay it on the line. Yep. You know, and that, that, this group is, there's a, I mean, it's, they're a wonderful bunch. I just can't say much more than that. They're just great. Yeah, and here's what I know about people is, if you get out there and you start working hard, sometimes the people that are not really super supportive to start with become supportive because they realize how hard you're working um and and again i'll go back to when when debbie and i first got married she knew i was a runner and you know i made it we 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 put all our cards on the table and i said look i I love to run i mean like i really love to run like i'm gonna run (laughs) and there's gonna be times where it's gonna frustrate you and i'm sorry for that ahead of time but it's kind of just who I am, and I feel like it's what God gave me. Anyway, we have this discussion ahead of time. But when we first got married, there were times where it frustrated her. The, my running kind of got in the way of some things, and, and it and, and it because it does because it will it takes up a lot of time, right? <laughs> yep, um, it does. But once she really saw how deep my heart was and how much I loved running and how much joy it brought me and and that kind of thing, her her heart just changed. And it, and it went to that that spot of now she's like, and this is, I mean, this happened very quickly early in our marriage, but now she's like, you need to be careful of that. You're going to hurt those legs. You know, now she, she doesn't want anything to happen to me where I can't run. Uh, and she probably recognizes that I'm in a better mood if I'm running. But, <laughs> uh, but, but it's, but well, I guess my point is, is that when you go out there and you start working hard and people recognize that and they see that, yeah. they become your supporters. The people that, that are around you, if they're not supportive up front, they will become your supporters. Yeah. You know, unless I, I can't say enough about gay. I mean, she, yeah. she's just, you know, she knows that I like to run. And she knows that if I don't run, she knows how down I get. Yeah. Because I work inside and I'm used to being outside. And, you know, aren't you going to run today? You know, that's what, they, you know, that's just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have somebody like that for sure. Last question. 
I have to stick to it no matter what my mind says. Can you? Well, the answer is yes for everybody. Everybody can. And and I can't stress that enough because there's some people out there, I hear it all the time, where somebody says, I just don't think I can do that. Well, you could, yes, if you make up your mind to do it. You sure right? can. No, um, just about anybody listening here could do what you did this past year. Exactly. I mean, maybe not a hundred percent, but pretty close. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. But here's what happens: we give in to scheduling conflicts. We give in to we're tired. Um, we just give in to any number of things. And you had those struggles. Oh, definitely. You had scheduling conflicts. Oh, yeah. You had tiredness. You had times where you guys are you're supposed to be vacation, right? Yep, yep. You're out camping. You're on vacation. But you're not going to let that get in the way. And so many people I hear, well, I'm going on vacation, so I'm not going to run for a week. What? No, 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 no. That, that's, <laughs> you know, those, you know, I, you're committed. You committed in January. You need to follow through with that commitment. No matter no matter where you are, if you even if it's a short little run, or if you're if you're committed to something, follow through with that commitment, no matter what it is. Yeah, yeah, and you know, have you ever seen somebody quit smoking or quit drinking or something? You know, yeah, something that's really really hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, and a lot of times those people. I know people who who were alcoholics at one time who are not now, and you know how many they had to try several times to get over that that addiction, uh, but they eventually did it because they 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 were persistent. And the truth is, they could have done it the first time, but they didn't want it bad enough the first time. Exactly. And eventually, they they came around to that point. So, I guess if you don't know if you can do something or not, you probably can. But the question is. How much you, you said I have to stick to it no matter what my mind says. How much are you doing that is the question, right? Because if you're if you're really sticking to what you said you're going to do and you're holding yourself accountable to that, you can probably do that thing that's hard, right? Exactly. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of comments uh, about those who are uh, gonna gonna try out this coach to marathon thing and just see how it goes, right? Uh, and if that's you, if you're out there and you're thinking, I'm going to just see how this goes. Some people go, there's two directions that people typically go if they're going to see how it goes. They either get on fire because they see other people and they go, okay, I can do this. And that's great. Um, or they go the opposite direction and they, they quit because it's easy to quit because I never really made the commitment in that case. So, yeah, for people who are on the couch, wouldn't you tell them to, to decide? Decide you're going to do it, right? You have to you have to make that first step. Yes, I'm going to do this, and yes, with the help of God, the help of my friends and family, I can do this. Yeah. And, and now, uh, of course, there are going to be those times somebody's going to train for it, and it's it's not going to work out because they're going to get injured, or you know, there's any number of things that, that it can't get in the way. You just got to make sure those things are legitimate, right? And that's kind of where you were with, on your journey was there were days where it overwhelmed you a little bit. Oh, yeah. And you missed a day. Um, but for the most part, you were able to conquer those demons that were in your head saying, oh, you probably don't need to run today. You're tired. Right. The the biggest thing that, that helps me is if I know I've had a, a busy work week at the production the production line and you're instead of working eight hours, you're only working 10 hours. Mm hmm. I make a commitment 
when I go out the, the night before, I put everything in a bag. My shoes, my shirt, my, my, my earphones, everything. Put that in a bag, and it's with me. And I can't talk myself out of it then. <laughs> I have great. to, you know, I have a place that I can stop, change clothes, and, and go for a run. Go That's for my awesome. run. It's, it's there. It's, I've already committed for that that day to go. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. a good way to do it. That's, I've, that's what I've always said. I've always said, it's not a matter of, am I going to run today? It's when am I going to run right. today? And it yeah. makes a difference in your mindset. And, you know, I think, was it Henry Ford, I think, that said, if you think you can or think you can't, you're probably right. That's where it comes down to, right? Exactly. Yeah. While you are working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We have partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Mitchell, Lane, Holly, me, and others that you hear on the Run Club podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist now at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, so we're back. And so by, by now, probably everybody has heard that uh, I, I made a trip to Houston, Texas. And uh, I got this opportunity. A guy called me up. And he said that they were going to run a four by 800 meter relay. And he was looking for other guys in his age group. And I happened to be in that age group. And um, the idea was to try to break the, the American record for the four by 800 relay for our age group. And I thought that was so such a it was a great opportunity. It's the thing I was talking about a little while ago that Debbie said, yeah, you probably should do that. That's pretty cool. And uh, so these guys, Danny Monastir, he's from Dallas. He was kind of the organizer of this whole thing. He made sure that that event was going to be held at this particular meet and that we uh, we, we did all the things. There's a bunch of stuff you got to do to make sure that a record counts. Oh, really? um, they, they do this thing, for example, called the zero gun test. And a zero gun test is where they take the the starter's pistol and they have to fire it at the starting line. And then it has to show a zero for for the time because basically what it shows is you showed up at the starting line at the same time you started. So it has to show zero. Otherwise, the timing system's not working correctly. Um, You have to make sure that happens because if if they don't do that, then you can't count it as a record. And so um, that... I'm having a, I had to find my birth certificate and I mean, wow. all sorts of things. Yeah. They, they, they do all these things to make sure that, mm-hmm. the, that when a record counts, if it's in the record book, by gosh, it counts. Yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, he was a guy that organized everything, made, made sure all that was happening. And then a guy named Scott Siriano, he's from Colorado. He's the guy that called me up and talked me into doing this. I remember the first time he called me, I was like, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't justify spending all that money to go out there. And anyway, he kept wearing me down and wearing me down and wearing me down. <laughs> and so I finally did it. And then another guy named Dan Bass, he's from Houston, Texas. Um, and he's kind of the guy, he, he, he brought a youth team. If you've seen the video online, there was another team running with us. He brought that team to run with us for that purpose was was to give us somebody to kind of run with us to try to help move us along um and and encourage us and push us and the guy that ran with me on that last leg yeah. he was so encouraging he was big too he's big yeah yeah well he had run a 53 second open 400 not long before that so way faster than me but he um but he was just on that outside line. He said, I'm going to stay right here on the south side lane. And he said, I'm going I'm to I'm get you there. And just a really super nice guy. So it, it was 
it was a lot of fun and it was a neat thing to be a part of. And we did set the American record in the four by 800 meter about like 40 something seconds. Wow. Amazing. Uh, it, it was fun. Um, but I'll tell you what, that short stuff, man, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so bad. It's like time trials for, for marathon training. Oh my goodness. When I crossed the line, my, I, my, my legs almost buckled. I almost fell down. Mm-hmm. It was, it, I mean, it was like, I tell you, it was fun to watch because all are, we're all between 55 and 59. And it was so much fun to watch those guys put, I mean, the pain on everybody's face coming down that last straightaway was intense. I mean, it was everybody gave everything they had. And it was that was a lot of fun to see and a lot of fun to be part of a group like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, and then before I even caught my breath, we ran the four by two hundred relay after that. So that's just a sprint, right? That's just an all out sprint, and it was fun. But man, after running those two races, my legs were so wobbly uh, to, to run that short stuff like that. But it's always fun to do to do something that's a team event because you know how running is. Running is kind of selfish. It is. It's you're individualized. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's why I love. I, I've talked before on the podcast about we run a race every December. It's it's club nationals. We call it USATF Club Cross Country Championships, and uh, it we just love doing it because it's just it's a group of guys that are all similar in age, and we go out there and we just we do some hardcore battle on the cross country course, and we tell our war stories after we're done, <laughs> and you know it's just so much fun. It's there's something about suffering together. Yes. <laughs> uh, that, that makes it fun. And that's yeah. really kind of what Run Club's all about, isn't it? Exactly. We all just go through the same things. <laughs> it's like going to war. Oh. It's, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> there's camaraderie in a group. You know, you, you, you hear if you, if you know anybody who was in Vietnam, for example, and you've talked with them, you hear them tell these stories. And they've, they've built up these, these lifelong friendships because they were when, when you're in battle with somebody and, of course, that what they did went through was way tougher than anything we go through in running but um but the fact that everybody went through it together and everybody knows how hard it was and everybody knows you made it to that finish line is uh there's just a lot of specialness in that isn't there special time all right it is time for dean's thoughts and that's a time when i share something that i've written about the intersection between running and faith have you ever taken something out of a box and then had trouble getting it back in the box? Every time. <laughs> this one is called putting it back in the box. Have you ever taken something out of a box and then found that it is nearly impossible to put it back into the box? I'm sure you have either encountered this problem or you're just not willing to admit it. <laughs> Having said that, I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I remember when I worked at a shoe store when I was in college, I would watch one person after another fail to put the shoes back in the box the proper way. As you know, they don't fit back in the box as well when you put them back in the wrong orientation. What I have learned since then is that some people are good at seeing how things fit into a box and many others are not. I know people who are completely lost uh, anytime they have to fit something back into a tightly oriented box. But that's okay. We all have different talents. Some people can remember names. I sure can't. This box conundrum reminds me of something else that requires us to fit things into a space. Why is it that some people seem to cram so much into a day and others who accomplish half the work can't fit one more thing into their day? I would argue that it is a lot like the box issue or maybe even packing for a trip. 
Are you one of those people who can pack a bag so tightly it is difficult to lift? Or could you fit a lot more in there if you packed more efficiently? When we go to a cross-country meet, we use a tarp to put, the, to put on the ground to keep our belongings clean and dry. When we're finished, I like to fold this tarp up nice and neat and put it back in its place. Oh yes, it definitely has a place. Recently, I was at a meet where some parents decided to pack everything up before I got back to the camp. It was a great gesture, but when they folded up the tarp, it wasn't done neatly. It would not fit in the place where it belongs. When I got home, I had to refold it. The example of fitting things into a box and the sloppily folded tarp remind me of another thing I hear all the time. I just don't have enough time to run. The truth is that for many people, they just don't have their tarp folded neatly so it won't fit. Or they're trying to put the shoes in the box the wrong way. I've always said, presidents of the United States have found time to run. None of us are as busy as the president. I thought I was busy in college between running, working, and studying, but I had a roommate who proved to me that I could do more, a lot more. My roommate graduated with an undergraduate degree and a master's degree in the same amount of time it took me to get my undergraduate degree. You might think he didn't have much else going on, but you'd be wrong. He was on the track team, was a resident assistant in the dorm, and spent about as much time tutoring as I did working. But hold on, you say. I bet he never got any sleep and he was exhausted all the time. Wrong again. He got exactly eight hours of sleep every night. Needless to say, he was a master at time management. Oh, one more thing. He graduated with highest honors. Maybe just as important were the things that my roommate didn't do. He allowed himself one hour a week to watch television. How many people could say they only watch an hour of TV a week? You see, he didn't allow unimportant things to get in the way of the important things. For some people, they really are busy enough that it is difficult to find the time. But the number of people who have legitimate scheduling conflicts is way lower than the number of people who say or think they have a conflict. Do you think maybe you're just not fitting things into the box the most efficient way possible? Have you ever seen a box of running shoes that have been placed back in the box with the paper taken out of the shoes? The box may not even close completely. But if you take that paper and put it back in the shoe, they fit easily into the box. We can often organize a day better than better if we're thoughtful and purposeful about how we pack it. There's a story about Martin Luther that I have mentioned before, but it is instructive here. He was talking with someone and telling them how much he had on his schedule for the following day. He said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Everything is about priority, right? There are things that can be neglected like a television program and things that cannot like prayer time. What are you prioritizing? Are they the right things in God's eyes? We can fit more meaningful things into our box if we'll just organize it the right way. Great story. Time management so important. Very much important. I see it a lot in the in the plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you when you look at how how things are made in a plant, then then the, the way that you use your time becomes yeah. you probably the the job that you, that you do now. I'll bet when you first started doing it, you weren't nearly as efficient as you are now. Oh, no. <laughs> right? No, I couldn't. No. took a lot more time yeah. to do that thing. Yeah. But you became more efficient as you learned how to make yourself more efficient exactly. at it. Yeah. 
um yeah I, just after college i was i was really good at it because of this roommate that i had i mean this roommate his name was don livingston and uh, it, it was amazing it was amazing i've never seen anybody so organized in all my life and that includes mitchell hollis <laughs> uh, this guy uh, i'm telling you it, it, it was a seriously he slept eight hours every night exactly eight hours he went to bed at 10 o'clock every night and woke up at 6 a.m every morning the same time every single day and um it it, it was it, it was fun to watch but it was also a little annoying you know <laughs> i remember one day that i drank um i drank some of his milk out of the refrigerator and i thought well it's just a, a half cup of milk you know it's just a little bit i was thirsty and i and that's so I, I drank a little bit of his milk well he came in a little bit later and he goes did you drink some of my milk and i was like yeah i just had had a little bit and he said well, you know, I portion that out for the week so that it lasts me exactly a week. <laughs> oh I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Oh. Uh, but I learned so much from that because I never used the excuse after that that I just don't have enough time to do it because yeah. it was like, at that point, it was like, well, if he's got time to do all these things that he's doing and do them in in, in great fashion, then I don't have any excuse. And so, um, so yeah. And you know, <clears throat> you know how we talk about how God puts people in our past? I think he put Don in the, in my path so that I could learn that because I think that was a valuable lesson for me in life. Just and it again, this is, we talk about this all the time how we need to be we need to be the example that other people look, watch, and that we shine his light as as we talk about all the time um, because that's how people learn from us and that's how people get to see how special it is to be a Christ follower, right? And that's what that's what he did. All I did was watch him. He didn't he didn't give me any classes <clears throat> on how to use my time better. I, all I had to do was watch and and I became better at it. You know, I'm I'm classified as the old guy in the place where I work now. I'm the gray hair. <laughs> and it's amazing that some people call you, you know, Mr. Shannon, you know. Just, you know, but it's and the, the new kids that come in they have no idea how we do things yeah and how things are supposed to be done and we do them this way and that's how you teach younger people that's how we do things yeah you know, yeah way. yeah that's fun um and, and our you know our witness works just like that oh, you know yeah. the it's the the things that we do and the things that we say it's not usually it's not always a direct matter of fact most of the time it's not a direct interaction with somebody with words it's the way that we carry ourselves very often I'm, I'm i'm blessed in the job that i have i get to wear my run for god shirt to work every day yeah 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 you know, um, that's just, a, a good example and, and people probably ask you uh, yeah, about that yeah. and um yeah and, and here's the idea is we have to be different enough for people to notice right that was the thing about don that was special about don was you couldn't help but notice that he was different and it made it drew me to him and drew me to want to be a little like him because of the way he was uh, and I, and i think that's how we're to be as christians we're to be we're to stand out and to be different from the rest of the world exactly. so that people look at us and go hmm what does that guy have that's mm-hmm. different from what i have right yeah so it doesn't mean we have to be more talented. Um, no. Just if we're close to God and God is shining through us, people are going to notice. It's just that simple. 
you know anybody like that? You got any influences in your life that you that shaped your life in, in that kind of a way? My dad. Your dad, yeah. yeah. I worked with my dad from high school up until seven or eight years ago. We worked with each other every day, six days a week. Yeah. And I saw him build a business, and I saw him, you know, what it took to build a business. And, you know, and uh, my dad showed me a, a lot of different things, even in, in, in life. You know, he, he taught us that we had to be at church every Sunday and that our business was never be open on Sunday, and it was not. Yeah. You know, it's just – that's a great example. It is. Great example. Yeah, I've talked before about how much Debbie has changed me. I told her, I said, um, I said, you know, this was a whole lot easier before I married you when I didn't have a heart. Now you've forced me to recognize that I have a heart. Yeah. <laughs> we joke about it all the time, but it's but it's true. Um, it, it's funny how people that you're around, um, you just become more like them. Oh, yeah. And um, and so, you know, what we want to do is we all want to be more Christ-like. The more Christ-like we are, then maybe the more we're rubbing off on other people exactly. um, in, in that way. And that's that's what Debbie has made me more compassionate just by watching her compassion. You know, and uh, I just think that's important. So, and, and w- again, we're this story is kind of talking about time management and how we fit things into the day, and and a lot of this is about priority. And I, I mentioned the quote from Martin Luther in there where he said, "You know, I've got so much to do that I'm ha- basically I'm going to have to pray more." And, and often we do the opposite. We think, well, I'm going to have to spend less time in prayer because I got more to do. And that, and that, well, that's not the way he looked at it. And, mm-hmm. and the truth is, God will help us yeah. get the the things He wants us to do. He'll make sure we get them done. Sure does. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, at, you know, people are people are watching us. Exactly. At, no people. matter whether good or, whether you're a good example or a bad example, yeah. people are watching us. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, it's. I think that's important. Uh, (laughs) what's great about your story that we just shared here just a a minute ago is that most people like hearing your story people don't want to hear about the struggles of my struggles uh, of a sub three hour marathoner that people don't want you know it's like that's a whole different world that i don't live in right and so um it's so important and everybody's that way everybody has a thing and their story can affect people because it's their story, exactly. because they're like somebody else, yeah. right? And so there's there we have a lot more um, six or seven hour marathoners and run club than we have three hour marathoners, exactly. Right. And um, and that's great. It's great. Uh, people. We all struggle differently, oh. and it's great if we can share the way we struggle, so that other people can um, can see that. Um, yeah. So, uh, in, the key is um, everybody is an expert, right? Everybody is an expert in something, exactly. And you're in. You know what you're an expert in? You're an expert in your story. You're you're an expert in 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 your life and the way you've gone through your life, and it, it 
there's so many people out there who think they don't have a story. We, we talk about that all the time, how oh, people think they don't have a story. but People have stories. Um, story. They don't even know they have a story, but they do have a story. And, and they doubt it. Think, think about Moses, okay? Moses probably thought... Well, we know what we know how Moses doubted himself mm-hmm. right at, at the beginning. I'm not a speaker, God. You can't put me in front of a bunch of people to lead people. I can't speak in front of people, right? right? And he doubted himself. But what happened? God said, "We'll work this thing out." Just, I just need you to do what what I, what I need you to do. Gideon was another one. Well, I'm the least. I'm the least of the least <laughs> family. You know, I'm I'm a nobody. Why in the world would you call on me, God? That's crazy for you to call on me. But that's kind of the point. Is God wants to use, God wants to use a seven-hour marathoner, as as an example, a lot of times, rather than a, you know, than the the guy who runs, you know, ran two ten at the Boston Marathon, you know, uh, because people relate to that and it's important, and everybody relates to to people in different ways, and so, again, if you're out there, whatever your story is, you need to share your story with people. Exactly need to share your story if you've ever participated in any sport you've probably met a great coach great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible you can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible you yes you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person all you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan the run for god 5k challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right, we're back. And, you know, I found this online on this uh, Quora, I guess is the way you you say it. And I thought this was interesting. So this is a guy named uh, Vince Monocle. He's uh, ex-Googler. He has done a few things, investor. He does does some things. Anyway, it says um, his question was, or maybe he, this was the answer to the question. Why do runners enjoy running so much? It just seems to me that nothing on earth could possibly be less enjoyable. <laughs> Yet people who run claim to love doing so. What gives? <laughs> Don't you love that question? I love the question. It's, it's just, it's it's, it's, it's comes from somebody didn't know about, about running. It does. Yeah. Well, here's the way he answers it. He says, many great answers here, but one important point isn't made clear. There is a reason most people think running, and I, excuse me for the language, but this is the way he wrote it. There's a reason why most people think running sucks. <laughs> it's because running sucks. <laughs> if, if you're out of shape or you are running at a pace that drives your heart rate up to painful levels. This scenario probably describes the experience of 90% of the world, uh, excuse me, 90% plus of the world has with running, myself included, for 42 of the 44 years of my life. In other words, what he's saying is running stinks because running stinks if you do it wrong, (laughs) right? Exactly. So two years ago, I decided to run a three-mile turkey trot on Thanksgiving Day. And he says, I pushed hard. I was out of breath. My heart rate was at dangerous levels. It was painful. I couldn't walk normally for a week afterwards. And my finish time was embarrassingly (laughs) slow. He said, luckily, my wife's friend is a marathon trainer. When I relayed this story to her, along with my strong hatred of running, she simply challenged me. You don't understand running. (laughs) 
That intellectual challenge made all the difference. I started reading running books. I bought a heart rate monitor. I figured out what my target what my target is and estimated max heart rates were excuse me uh, i worked within my current abilities i eventually started some strength training alongside the running i relearned some basic anatomy and facts about muscle tissue i learned some basic yoga stretches i started getting periodic massages i learned how efficient running wh- how efficient running was as a form of exercise i learned that an early run made the rest of my day better i learned that after a run almost nothing could get me super stressed I learned that while regularly running, I could pretty much eat as much as anything of anything I wanted and not gain weight. That three-mile turkey trot two years ago was all was at the time equal to the longest run of my life. I've since run two half marathons, a marathon, and clocked a much less embarrassing time in a subsequent turkey trot. My guess is that not not all, but the majority of people who hate, who hate running don't understand it and have never really experienced it. I'm glad to have found it and understood it better after all these years. A bit bummed I didn't find it earlier, but hey, <laughs> at least I still have strong knees. <laughs> Isn't that a great a great post? I love that post because this is so so true, and it's kind of at the heart of the 5K challenge. Because it is true that so many people, they start running and they just go out there and they hammer their body half to death. And and then it hurts so bad. They're like, why would anybody like to do this? And I can understand that. Oh, I, I remember the first the first run I made. It was it was hard. And it was I hurt so much. And yeah, the more the more I did it, the more I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But so many people quit doing it after exactly. that first time. So, um, yeah. So so many people try it and they try it wrongly. Is that a word? L- wrongly? Yes. Is that- <laughs> um, yeah. So, so did you try it before the first run for God class or was that the first time you tried it? Uh, you said you ran in school. I ran in high school. Uh I was a slow guy on the on, on the mile mile team. Yeah, and I was and I run eight eighty. So I did a little bit of eight eighty, you know. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm that guy who I got. I want to research everything before I do it. You know what I mean? Now, if I just see something that looks cool, I'll I'll watch it for a minute and then I'll jump right into it. But for the most part, um, I'm not usually that guy who goes into things completely blind. Although I certainly have some things. Uh, but I love one of the things that I love is I love to learn about the things that I do, the things that we, you know, how things work and things like that. I loved it. when I was a kid. I used to take things apart all the time because I wanted to see <laughs> how it works. I'm all thumbs. Not me. Man. I'm all thumbs now. My Man. brother's the other way around. <laughs> no, Shannon, don't take apart anything. You know. Yeah, I, I would say you could see the coaching. You know, the, the idea that I love to coach and, and all. You saw True. people could have seen that when I was a kid. Because I remember back in uh, back in my high school days when I with my coach, I I peppered him with questions. I wanted him to know why why are we doing this workout? What 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 what's the significance of this? And so I, I he, and he would he would answer me. He would come That's back good. with me. And that I think that was um, I think the co- the coach loved it. I know as a coach today, I love the ones who I'll, I like the ones that challenge me and go. You know, don't you think this run is a little bit too long? Or you know, I, I like that because yeah. uh, it makes me think about things in a different way. If their mind is working that way, I like to know that. And so, um, I, so yeah, I've always been that way. I love love to see how things are working. Now, a lot of people don't know that you're you're an expert. At, it was landscaping business. You mentioned your yes. dad's business, right? Yes. And yep. so, um, 
understanding plants and all of those things and the things that surround them is, is something that uh, still they, love it today. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm eight years far from it, but I still love it today. I still, and you're still planting stuff around the house. I'm sure. Still planting around the house, and I still board gay with. I, I know what I know what that is, and I know what that is, and I know what that is. Is that you know about all these plants? I, I still, you know, it's just things you never forget. You know, it's just things that you learn along the way, and I'm always, I always want my mind challenged with something that you know if you know i like to have my, i like to have my mind challenged with different things and yeah with plants it was challenging to you know what happened when that plant die or why did it, why is it not growing or it needs to go right here you know? yeah and, um, yeah yeah that's know. it's pretty cool yeah my brother is uh he works in lighting mm. and so he's really annoying because we'll walk into some place and he'll start looking up at the light fixtures and, and tell you what the light fixtures are so uh, where they came from what company made them and you know he'll, he's yeah he's he's a geek about light fixtures <laughs> but you know i think that's cool for it all is. of us right yeah, that, that we uh that we love what we do enough mm-hmm. to to learn that much about it because we right. we just love it it's pretty cool how about a trivia question for this week and you may have to dig a little bit for this one okay so it's real simple who was margaret haggerty so if you Google it now, you're going to find a lot of non-related answers. So you're gonna, there's a lot of people named Margaret Haggerty out there. But one of them is going to be different than the rest. And you're going to see what I mean if you Google it. If you don't know. Now, if you know who Margaret Haggerty is, great. That's fantastic. But if you don't and you Google it, you, you may have to dig a little bit in those results to find it. So interesting lady. So check her out, and um, if you are the first to get back to me with the correct answer, you can send that to dean at runforgod.com, and if you're the first one to send it to me, then we're going to send you a Run For God Tumblr, uh, and everybody wants a Run For God Tumblr. Oh, yeah. I mean, so this is the only way you can get one, is to be first to answer the, the I'm going to figure out who she is when I get home. There you go. All right. <laughs> And then every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And so here's my reason this week, okay? My reason why running is awesome this week is Shannon and Shannon. (laughs) Now, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Shannon Coker, who's sitting across from me, who you just heard his incredible story of this marathon journey that he was on. Um, But another another personal friend of mine who ran in this same race, also named Shannon, um, and, and a C last name, too. So we have Shannon Coker, and Shannon Coley is also a, a guy who ran. He's over 40. He's in crazy good I mean, he really, really takes good care of himself. His daughter runs on our cross-country team. He's the cross-country coach at the high school. Um, but he just recently started taking running seriously. He's a soccer coach mostly and, and always has been. The, the cross-country thing is more of a recent thing over the last several years. Um, and so he, he really has gotten into And he loves trail running more than he does road running. Um and he's really getting into it. He's helped form this team up in Chattanooga and, and all sorts of stuff. Wow. But he ran a three-hour and ten-minute marathon at oh Disney. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember. I didn't really know how he was going to do. And um, so on our last long run, he said he was going to do a long run. And I said, well, hey, why don't we do it together? We'll do a 20-miler together. So we did our 20-miler, t- he and I, together. And, uh, man. I had a hard time keeping up with him. And I was thinking, wow. I, I told him, I said, dude, you're going to crush it. And he did. He did. He did. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a really good example. And 
again, I wanted to point out with Shannon, he really pays attention to the stuff he puts in his body. He doesn't put garbage in his body at all. I mean, I'm literally one time we had a we had a get together at the house, and we served hot dogs off the grill. Shannon didn't want to eat a hot dog. <laughs> he hadn't eaten a hot dog in years. Oh goodness! And so, uh, because that's that's how he that's how he is, and that's why his body is so strong today, even mm-hmm. though he's he's gotten up in age. And this is really the first competitive marathon he's ever run. So, but I want to say this: it's never too late to get going. Exactly. Right? And you know yeah. that. Oh, 60 uh, years old, 60 running years your first old. marathon. I mean, shoot. Our motivational thought of the week is this. And this comes from an unknown author, but I like the, the sentiment. And actually, i got to give Debbie credit. She's the one that found this. Hmm. We can't always choose the music life plays for us, but we can choose how we dance to it. Isn't that a great sentiment? It is very, that's an awesome quote. Yeah, it goes along with last week's quote. We Last week we talked about how we can choose happiness or sadness, joy or revenge. There's so many emotions out there. Um, but here's the thing. We all make a choice on how we're going to approach a day. And and it is a choice. I know a lot of people look at it and they, they think that it's not really a choice. It's whatever comes at me. No, mm. it's how you react to it. And, uh, and, and whatever those bad circumstances are, a lot of times how we react to it makes all the difference. So um, how many times do we need to see good things come from bad situations before we believe that it's okay to go through those bad circumstances, right? So choose joy today. All right. Well, thanks for being with me today, Shannon. It's been fun. It's been a, it's been a great good time. I really enjoyed it. Well, good. I'm glad. We'll have to we'll have to do it again someday, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. Now, if you're out there, um, get after it. Get on the running trail or the road or wherever it is you like to run, and get those feet a moving. Now, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.